This is a HeadGum Podcast. Thanks for listening to No Joke with Billy and Adam on the HeadGum Podcast Network, the least topical podcast on the internet. Today's topic was waiting. We hope you enjoy the No Joke Podcast. Okay, welcome back. It is the No Joke Podcast. I am Billy Scafiori. I am Adam Lustig. And Adam, I have a confession to make. Confess. I was hoping that we may have the president of our choice at the time yep. of recording this podcast, yep. which is Thursday, 12 o'clock yep. um, Pacific, Pacific Standard time. time. Yep. And if we did have a president, which we clearly don't, yes. I was going to open the podcast by playing the Hallelujah song. <laughs> now, which hallelujah? Is this going to be like um, Rufus Wainwright's kind of melancholy take on hallelujah? Or is this going to be some sort of gospel, upbeat, celebratory vibe? This is going to be hallelujah. Got it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Rejoice. Yep. Rejoice, like, baby. Yeah, there's the hallelujah that Kate McKinnon sang. Um, yes, exactly. Which was just like, this is sad. And the, one of the most beautiful songs, Leonard Cohen's yes. hallelujah. Leonard Cohen's but hallelujah, yes. I was hoping to rejoice, not be rejoice. reflective. Well, we're pretty close as of now. Not that this is a news podcast, but, you know, Biden is up, obviously, in the, in the electoral vote count. And it's really coming down to Pennsylvania, Arizona, Nevada, some of the usual suspects. And I don't know, from my Twitter scrolling, it seems pretty good, but mm. I'm not holding my breath. Mm -hmm. That's a sentence we haven't said in four years. It seems I know. pretty good. I know. I know. So I'm curious, are you in a headspace where it is, we'll take what we can get right now? Um, or yeah. are you still, like, cautiously optimistic? Cautiously optimistic, but pretty optimistic. I mean, like, I, you know, like, again, I'm scrolling Twitter like everybody else, so I'm reading the same, like, Dave Wasserman, Nate Cohn, Nate Silver updates as everybody, so I'm not any more informed, obviously. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but, like, it seems like, you know, with this sort of late, not late, this sort of, like, um, mail-in ballots, the ones that are being counted now from like the Philadelphia metro area and the Atlanta metro area, which are all seem to be skewing pretty heavily Joe Biden, that that seems really optimistic. And like the more they count, the the, the wider his margin will get, I'm hoping. Georgia mm -hmm. would be sick. If we could flip yes. Georgia, that would be unbelievable, especially yeah. because mm -hmm. now there's going to be this runoff election in January for the two Senate seats. And if we win both of those, then we have the White House and the Senate. And that would be so, a real game changer. That's what we're looking for. Um, yes. So election day was Tuesday. It is now Thursday around lunchtime. Um, yes. So it is election week, not election yeah. day. <laughs> right. this year. Yeah. Yes. Um, and we are currently waiting. Yes. We are waiting for results. And today we are going to talk about just the concept of waiting. Waiting. <laughs> it being in limbo. Yeah. <laughs> it's, um, it, is, it is distinctly not an American trait to be patient. I know. When everyone says, be patient as the votes roll in, it's like, do you know what country you're talking to? I know. To? <laughs> and it was so funny, too, because, like, I feel like there was so much, like, good sort of, like, discourse done in the month leading up to the election that was just like, okay, everybody, it's going to take time. We're not going to know Tuesday night. We have to be patient. And everyone was like, totally, we will be absolutely good heads up. Thank you for reminding us. Yes. And then, like, here comes the day, and we're all just, like, biting our fingernails to the bone. I'm like, yeah, we just can't bring our to be patient 
<laughs> it's hard to be patient when you suddenly lost an hour of daylight as well. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's true. Yeah, it really all did coincide, didn't it? It was just like, and the night will come and the election will happen. It was, and it like, was what like, a, what a perfect precursor to yeah. election day 2020 then. Yeah. Halloween, then we lose an hour of daylight, <laughs> yeah. and now be patient and wait a week to find out if your computer in charge is still in charge. I know. I do want to follow up as we talk about waiting. I do want to just briefly check in. You know, last episode we talked about election day and we talked about like we we touched on what our sort of election day slash week viewing information consumption habits might be. I'm I'm curious if what your sort of like election night experience was. I really didn't mess with the TV too much. I was scrolling Twitter. I checked in. I have checked in. A little bit with like MSNBC for ten minutes at a time, but I, I, it's not my medium du jour. But I was wondering mm-hmm. what you're sort of like, how you have been kind of obtaining information these past few days. So it wasn't election night as much as it was election day for me. I woke up like a Mack truck that needed to go for a long drive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was full of Psyched. energy. Psyched. Psyched. Yeah. <laughs> I was full of energy and had nowhere to go, so I went yeah. to my living room and I just started cranking push-ups. <laughs> Cranking, not like literally, like not for exercise. Like this was a maniac just trying to get out some energy. I texted a friend of mine. His name is Kayvon, and I said, "I've already done 150 push-ups, and it's not even 9 a.m. I might do 50 on the hour." And he wrote back, and I wasn't expecting this. I'm in. <laughs> okay, great. So he called my bluff, and suddenly, all during election day. Every 30 at the, on the 30s, I had to do another 50 push 50, 50. <laughs> and it's like, if you're looking for a, a distraction, um, from the election and all that kind of stuff, having a constant reminder every hour that you have to do something grueling always brings you back to why am I doing this grueling thing? Right. It's election. Uh, because I'm waiting. It's a good point that that is a really sort of keen way to like deal with, with like stress waiting because like, Waiting can mean so many different. Obviously, it's like it can. Waiting can be tinged with so many with so many kind of emotional shades. Mm-hmm. Like there is just like calm, peaceful waiting. You've just ordered a meal at a restaurant. You're sitting down. There's like a that's like a, almost an exhalation, sort of like a very. You're happy just to be sort of sitting in the waiting feeling mm-hmm. and like that, and you're anticipating something good. So that like tinges and colors the the sort of like waiting period of time. But this is just pure uncomfortable stress waiting. This is like yeah. unpleasant, actively stressful waiting. It's interesting because like at both things, we're expecting a good result. Like at the dinner yeah, table, yeah. it's like, sure, we'll have a second glass of wine because we know that at the end of it, a great meal is yeah. coming. Yeah. And like this could hopefully be for Democrats and left-leaning people, the greatest meal in the last four years. <laughs> and totally. we have no patience. We do not want to wait for that second glass of wine. I know. It's just yeah. the stakes are different. It's like here, it's like, it's a great meal. But like, I guess the analogy would be like, it's either going to be the best meal you've had in four years or we're going to burn the restaurant down with you inside. Right. And it's just like, that's, that's Can those we are leave the... the restaurant first? Yeah. No, you have to say no, this can't. is your restaurant. You can't. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So I bring up those push-ups because when election night rolled around, around call it 4.30 Pacific time, 7.30 right. uh, Eastern, yeah. I had done like 600 push-ups. That's a ton, and Bill. An unintended consequence of that was physical exhaustion. Yeah, you soared, you soared yourself. I'm sore that is, now. Yeah. That is way too many push-ups, <laughs> to put it mildly. Yeah, dude. Uh, 
But I would did the opposite of you. I had an iPad on one network. I had the television on another network. And it was, I was all in on media. I just went as hard as I could on the screens. Hell yeah. yeah. Um, what, uh, and, and great. And you were just were sort of watching them roll in. I, I, uh, MSNBC, they have like that Steve Kornacki just like r- athletically analyzing the map. It, like mm-hmm. he makes it a sport, which is mm-hmm. like a little bit fun to watch. But the sportsification, like, the reason that I just can't tolerate the cable news for too much is just because, like, I just can't stand how it's just, like, it feels like I'm watching the Super Bowl. It just doesn't yep. feel good to me. Uh, yeah. Even though, just because I'm so easily sucked into that, you know what I mean? Like, I have such little, as a sports fan, I have my resistance to just, like, a, a sports horse race is so low. Like, I'm so susceptible to, like, being sucked into that. And I was like, wait, this isn't exactly a sports game. I don't want to be, like, sucked into, like, thinking that it is and, like, waiting on every little county in Missouri. Like, I don't mm-hmm. want to be doing that. So I'm just going to sort of, like, uh, instead obsessively scroll Twitter, which is even maybe even worse. And for a lot of us, uh, November 8th or whenever it was, 2016, was a traumatic night. One of the more yeah, traumatic horrible. nights of our lives. Horrible. Um, yes. And so when you turn on the TV and you're like, I'm doing it again. I it's know. happening again. I it know. really starts to become a like a fight or flight moment. Where Absolutely. Like, you know, more power to the people that are like, I can't do this again. I'll see I what know. the results are, but I can't do this again. Those um, though, That first like chapter of election night of Tuesday night when it was like those Florida results were coming in. Miami-Dade was like overwhelmingly Trump. It was all about like Latino vote was like over like super disproportionately Trump. I was like, oh, God. And I did have like PTSD is dramatic but i did mm-hmm. have like a oh god oh god mm-hmm. it's happen it's happening again and i was like very quick to like click into that horrible waiting feeling that we had four mm-hmm. years ago and it just and like there- clicked right back into my gut same and there are like there are all the pollsters the msnbc's the cnn's all of them of yeah. the world but one interesting other subgroup that can also tell you what the world and like expensive people are thinking is gambling lines and I oh follow yeah a couple of major gamblers on twitter and I'm also, and you're also friends with one, Amir Blumenfeld. Yes, yes. And at one point in the evening, Trump was a four to one favorite. To oh, the God. Oh, God. And I don't know if it was seeing that um, oh, God. on the screen or what it was, but my body basically shut down. Shivered. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I fell asleep at 10 p.m. And that was that. <laughs> It just put you to sleep. Just put mm. you to sleep, and you yes. just in your sleep did 1.5 million more push-ups. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so, yeah, I'm not sure if it was the 600 push-ups done in approximately, <laughs> you know, like 10 hours, uh, or if it was seeing that Trump is a four to one favorite at one point. But my body was like, "We're good here. We're, We're good." Now, Billy, would yeah. you do 600 push-ups in a day? Because you are very fit. You exercise extremely regularly. Like everybody knows this. Uh, like I, to a far less degree. Are you still sore now? It's Thursday. You did 600 push-ups on Tuesday. You must still be so. Are you feeling the effects of that to this moment? No. What? How? It's gone now. Whoa! Amazing. Yeah. Amazing. I think two body. nights sleep usually get rid of most soreness if you're Got not it. injured. Great. Um, Dang. Adam, we we are proud. We we proudly say that this show is non-topical. The last couple of episodes have been topical. Um, yes. The reason why we try to avoid doing topics is because they expire so fast. They become <laughs> yes. irrelevant or yeah. news changes. That's right. This is one episode where I hope that it expires and it becomes played out so fast. Yeah, by the time we download it. Yeah, really. Yes, I mean, that- truly, any minute now, these Pennsylvania or um, Georgia results could come rolling in. And God, I hope this episode is obsolete. 
Yes. We, yeah. Let's hope that an episode about waiting for something becomes yes. obsolete ASAP. Yes, exactly. Speaking of waiting, because that's what we're talking about, um, this is also, there is a completely not election related reason for us to celebrate here today on the No Drug Podcast, mm. Bill. Go on. We have finally, after oh, months. <laughs> After months, months of waiting combined with begging. So this mm. waiting, we talked about waiting with like a celebratory feel, waiting with a stressful feel. This waiting had a desperate, I would say desperate waiting yes. for yes. months. We, we exhausted have. all options. We <laughs> yeah. were uncouth in asking yeah, yeah. for it. Exactly. We have finally, after months, achieved four <laughs> 400 iTunes ratings. Dude. Finally. <laughs> Dude. I don't know who t- tweeted at us, but they said, the be- I guess this is definitive proof, the Begathon <laughs> it, worked. It works. It, it, it works. Yes, it was 42 episodes after the fact, but ultimately, uh, success delayed is still success. So, I, And I hate to admit it, but when you see the 400, it good. looks like a really small number. <laughs> I know I it looks know smaller why. than 397. It feels so much bigger than 4. absolutely. The numbers are wider, like the z- the zeros like slim down and make the whole right. thing like slim. All you can see is the four. You're like, oh, is it just four? Yeah, what? like it looks. Yeah, absolutely. I know what you mean. So I guess the question now is, Adam, where do we go from here? What happens now? What happens now? We've achieved 400 ratings. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't know. We begged our asses off for it. Yeah. It worked. I don't know if we could say please again. Yeah, we can't. We can I don't think. I don't know. I, I, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Maybe we maybe we leave this to the Discord community and see what. Uh, maybe we can throw some ideas about like what our next arbitrary um, iTunes goal should be. It doesn't speaking even have to be of iTunes. the Discord. Discord community, Adam. It yes, Bill. Is in fuego. Oh, right sweet. Here. I'd say that 80% of the podcasts on the HeadGum Network have a Discord channel. I would cool. say that No Joke right now is top five hottest Discords For real? chatting going Hell big. yeah. Hell people yeah. Are having, people are having chats. We have Amanda Paradise. We have the No Joke First Family. The first family that's in there right now. Very Amanda good. The Paradisius. Yes. The Paradisius yeah. are um, <laughs> giving out the manifest information to those who want it. People are logging their Hall of Fame uh Manifest yeah. information. This is beautiful. Including what food at the diner they would be. Perfect. There was questions over whether someone could be a mashed potato if a baked potato is already taken, and Amanda cleared that up. So if you're looking for a ridiculous Reno-based chat, Amazing. go to the No Joke Discord. You go, I think it's discord.com slash headgum, and then find No Joke on the uh, drop-down menu. Incredible. So we are. Uh, so it sounds like we are. Gonna, and I need to do my due, due diligence and check in with the Discord thing. But we. It sounds like we have some sort of manifest Hall of Fame check-in episode around the corner sometime yes. soon. Okay. Great. I think that Just, we do owe the listeners that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, I good. also did a um, roll call, a voter roll call, to see um, who voted yesterday. Nice. A lot of, lot of show of hands. All right. So, Great. I believe the children are our future. The future. Yes. Discord them well and let, let them, them lead, lead that the way. way on Discord. Yes. yes. On Discord. <laughs> <laughs> let them lead the way on, on Discord. Discord. <laughs> That's how we will end the first That's act. How- that is exactly how we will end the first act. Perfect. Adam, do we have to play from Hamilton? I'm willing to wait for, for it. Wait for, for it. of course. Good call. Done. I mean, is there any other weight-based song that really is more relevant right now? 
Uh, no, there's no other weight-based song. <laughs> weight-based. <laughs> weight-based. Um, I can't think of it. I can't think of another weight-based song unless "Waiting to Exhale" had a had a banging theme song, which doesn't come to mind. So, I'm certain "Waiting to Exhale" had a banging yeah, theme song. I, I'm sure and it did. in the act break, we will see what that banging theme okay. song was and okay. discuss it. But now <laughs> we're willing to wait for it. For it, wait for it on Discord. Theodosia writes me a letter every day I'm keeping her bed warm while her husband is away He's on the British side in Georgia He's trying to keep the colonies in line Well, he can keep all of Georgia Theodosia, she's mine Love doesn't discriminate Between the sinners and the saints It takes and it takes and it takes And we keep loving anyway We laugh and we cry and we break and we make if there's a reason I'm by her side And so many have tried Then I'm willing to wait for it I'm willing to wait for it Wait for it, wait for it, wait for it. My grandfather was a fire and brimstone preacher Preacher, preacher, preacher But there are things that the homilies and hymns won't teach her Teacher, teacher, teacher My mother was a genius My father commanded respect Respect when they died, they left no instructions, just a legacy to protect. Death doesn't discriminate between the sinners and the saints. It takes and it takes and it takes, and we keep living anyway. We rise and we fall and we break and we make our mistakes. And if there's a reason, I'm still alive. When everyone who loves me has died, I'm willing to wait for it. Wait for it. I'm willing to wait for it. Hamilton doesn't hesitate, he exhibits no restraint, takes and he takes and he takes and he keeps winning anyway, changes the game, plays and he raises the stakes, and if there's a reason he seems to thrive and so few survive, then goddammit I'm willing to wait for it, I'm willing to wait for it, life doesn't discriminate. back to the No Joke Podcast. That was Wait For It from the musical Hamilton. Uh, but in the act break, Billy, as promised, and I did look up the Waiting to Exhale soundtrack, and there are some classics on there, including Tony Braxton, including Whitney Houston. So it's a smash. Adam, what is the name of the Whitney Houston song that's a banger? It is called Exhale, in parentheses, Shoop Shoop. <laughs> exhale Shoop Shoop, folks. <laughs> If you don't remember Exhale Shoop Shoop, the chorus is Whitney Houston just kind of singing the word Shoop Shoop to yeah. her friends. <laughs> yeah. 
the video, and it's, it's the cast of Waiting to Exhale, and yeah. they're all just kind of saying shoop, shoop to one another. Okay, yeah, that's right. And it's funny because when I hear shoop, shoop, and maybe this is just because mm-hmm. I was sort of raised on doo-wop, I'm thinking mm-hmm. of like an upbeat, sort of swinging, up-tempo, almost like a dance, like shoop, shoop, ba-doop. And maybe that's, again, I'm sort of salt and pepper influenced here. But it's exactly. funny for a song to be called shoop, shoop and be so slow. Just yes. a slow shoop. Shoop to me yeah. is innately fast. Shoop. Yeah. Shoop. 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 <laughs> Did you have a favorite between shoop and what a man? Oh, man. What was... a man, what a man, what a mighty good man. And then, uh, baby, take my ride in your coop. You make me you want to shoop. God, shoop. those were so good and so mm-hmm. iconic, each of them. Oh, man, that is really tough because I loved them both so much, still do. I think if I had to choose, what a man was so good. Cool. I, I it think, was like the Monica to the Brandy. I don't know why it yeah. had a little more kick to it. Yeah, exactly. It was just like a little spicier. So I think if I had to choose, I would say What a Man. But I mean, I mean, uh, Salt and Pepper forever. Don't forget forever. Cinderella forever. Salt and Pepper forever. Forever, forever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, it is the second act of this, the No Joke podcast. Adam, has um, Donald Trump conceded yet? Oh, geez. Uh, I hope concede. Yeah, right. Do you think he's going to do that? Um, That's a good question. Do you think he'll do that? I remember when uh, Obama had to do the uh, peaceful transition of power with him. And it was that awkward, like, sitting in the chair. So you were like, this guy's not listening. He's just not paying attention. Yes. Um, I mean, talk about waiting. America, it's like, okay, so Biden wins 270. He wins the Electoral College. Like, he is the president-elect in by, like, according to the votes. He wins the popular vote. Great. We can't forget that, like... He doesn't get inaugurated until January. We have a whole winter. We have an entire mm. winter season of mm-hmm. waiting for what exactly? For Trump to basically to concede or for these lawsuits to fizzle out or wrap up or whatever. But like this is like even after these votes are tallied, I'm afraid, and this is not a novel idea, that like there is much more election waiting to be done. <laughs> hmm. I wonder – I don't know if I necessarily agree with that. Really? I think that we should have an answer – Hopefully, I mean, really hopefully by the end of this podcast, but I think that we should really have one by at latest tomorrow, Friday. T- tomorrow. And so, so you don't think that there's a, that there's a chance that Trump is just going to like try and get this wrapped up in the courts and just force all these state Supreme Courts to like do all these like recount ballots. But wait a minute. What about the late ballots? But what about the absentees? Oh, but wait a minute. I have this other lawsuit just for like my weeks instinct, and weeks. My instinct is that we are so conditioned to listen to his bullshit because yeah. he's been in power for so long yeah. that there's a sense of helplessness where it's like, well, he said it, so now it has to happen. That is I how I feel, this, yes. Yes, yeah. and I think that this this time, the votes are coming in. They're yeah. being counted. Yeah. You can't just yell your way to make them disappear. God, I hope They're, that's I, – I love I, love I just don't – yeah, that's my that's my belief. I mean, he's done odd things before that have just somehow come to light and became real. But I just don't think that it lasts months. I just don't think that he has that power. Great. Great. I, I, I don't I, think he has that power. I, I hope not, especially because he's like the sort of like crack legal team that he's trotting out there is like literally Rudy Giuliani and like Jared Kushner. So it's just like this is these aren't the, um, shall we say, top minds. Uh, but I will but. say that like – Six months ago, a year ago, if something was going wrong and he trotted them out, I'd be like, shit, they're going to win. I know. Like, or- but there's just a different feeling. It feels like we're like slowly stepping out of an abusive relationship. Where I we're know. Like, you don't control everything. I know. No Wait, matter what, what you we think, do? you don't control everything. Wait it's, a minute. I know. I know. It's like one of the weird, like horrible things about the Trump administration. You're so right. It's just like ground down my faith in like that the will of the people – 
it's just it's just cemented in my I don't know yeah I'm just like so kind of like weary of this idea of like minority rule or being like ruled by like a, a a few choice cabal like a small cabal of like sinister old guys that are just like the Bill Bars and the Mitch McConnells of the world that are just like pulling mm-hmm. all the strings but you're right man there's way more of us than there are of them Biden's gonna win the the, the popular vote by millions and the electoral college and yeah there's I, I hope you're right. There's no stopping. There's no stopping what's coming, and That's no right. amount of lawsuits or like you know bullshit tweets um, can slow this down. So yeah. amen to that. Yeah, he's gotten out of a lot of jams by just yelling at the problem. Yeah, I don't think that it's going to work this time. Amen. Amen, brother. Um, pivoting off of election stuff for yeah. a second. Yeah. When I think of waiting, Adam, yeah. I don't know why, but my mind immediately goes to roller coasters. <laughs> to roller coasters, yeah. The waiting for the line, waiting in the line of yes. the roller coaster is such a mixed bag. It is. Because you are, A, so ready to go on the roller coaster, but the whole reason why the roller coaster is fun is because you're also deep down scared. Yeah, exactly. So as you get closer, <laughs> yes. you're getting what you want and don't want simultaneously. That's exactly And it's such well a said. thrilling experience. It's oh. such a thrilling wait. I mean, sometimes it sucks and you're in 100 degree heat and you're an hour and a half away. Yes. But still, as you inch closer, you know you're about to get whiplash. It's so true. It's so true. It is like it activates that like fight or flight thing in, your, in like the deepest recesses of your belly, which is like, I want this because I'm scared of it. Mm-hmm. I want so, and I'm I want great. to play a game with you real quick, Adam. Great. Um, I'm shooting from the hip. Shoot. I know that you don't like roller coasters. Not a ton. That's been that's yeah. been well explored, and yes. I think most people would guess that about you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I'm going to just list off a couple of um, rides at a amusement park, and you tell great. me if you're willing to wait for it. Wait mm-hmm, for mm-hmm, it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay. You got it. Okay. On Discord? I'm ready. On Discord, always. Okay. <laughs> okay. We'll start with the roller coaster. Adam, would you be willing to wait 45 minutes for a roller coaster? Well, I mean, roller coaster means so many different things. What, uh, um, 45 minutes. A big, scary minutes. roller coaster. You no. don't have to go on no, any Bill. of these rides. No, I'm not waiting 45 okay. minutes for a roller coaster. I am stand, okay. I will happily stand next to you and like march along the line next to you as you wait and hang out and talk and, and fetch you pretzels, but <laughs> I'm not going to go on that roller coaster. Okay. I think that yeah. if you leave the line to get a pretzel, they're not going to let you back in. Damn it. Okay. okay. <laughs> um, next ride, Adam. Would you wait 10 minutes to okay. go on the pirate ship? Do you know the pirate ship? Dude, the one that swings like a pendulum up, up, mm-hmm. up, 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 and then app. Doesn't you- flip. Doesn't flip. Gets close. Gets close. I would never. You wouldn't catch me within 100 yards of that line. No that- <laughs> way. That is that is the theme park ride that exemplifies what I don't like about roller coasters and theme park. That is the alpha ride I won't go on. Yeah. What, so what scares you so much about the pirate ship? Um, it's the slow, it's the, it's the slowness. It is my, Mm -hmm. it is my intractable faith in gravity. And I Mm -hmm. understand that like centrifugal force is a thing. And that like, Mm -hmm. if you're, if the thing is moving at a certain rate, you won't fall out and fall onto your skull. But I just can't believe that's true. Mm -hmm. Um, same goes for, and I know you're going to laugh at me here, but like almost worse than a roller coaster to me is the Ferris wheel because it goes so slow. Agonizing. It's the speed. Agonizing. So there are some big Ferris wheels out there, Adam. Agonizing. Yeah. Have you ever gone on that Ferris wheel in Paris? In Paris? No, uh, definitely not. No, I've never been on it. There is a massive. It's so scary that when I'm within like a mile of it, this Ferris wheel, I like get scared. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Like it feels like I'm at the top when I'm a mile away from it. (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's the speed. It's 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 completely the speed. It's just like you have so much time to think and fret and like really look mm-hmm. down and really grasp how high you are and really like grasp like the like the structural integrity of the metal bars that are holding you in and just get freaked out. I would just psych myself out so easily. So that pirate ship can go right to pirate hell. No okay. way. Not no. waiting ten minutes, not waiting zero minutes. I'm getting a pretzel. I love the idea of pirate hell. I'm imagining a bunch of pirates <laughs> yeah. down in hell, actually enjoying one another, getting yeah. to meet other pirates. It's a very lonely position. Honestly, seems um, fun. Yeah. So we've established, Adam, that you are not willing to wait for it, for it, wait for it, for it, for slow, slow rides. No way. So I'm going to leave the amusement park, head over to the water park. Great. Adam, are you willing to wait for it, wait for it, for the speed slide? Yes. The speed slide is arguably the highest slide in the water park. Okay. But it's a straight drop. So it's, the band-aid is ripped off. However, you have to go way up high, and of course, as you're climbing the stairs, you're going to wait for it. For wait it, wait for, for it. it, wait for it. Let me ask you this one quick question. Is the two is the slide enclosed with a tube or is it open to thine world? The world is yours. No. It's your oyster. Nope. Can't do that. Mm. I cannot go mm. on that. If it's a mm. tube, if I'm if I'm shooting through a tube, different mm-hmm. story. Mm-hmm. I feel a little more protected. I can I don't have to sort of like take in the world as I'm plummeting downwards. But if it's mm-hmm. just a slide and I'm it's just my body going down mm-hmm. the slide and I could just I I probably won't, but there is a chance that I could fall off and tip over the side. Definitely. One hundred percent. That's the thrill. <laughs> no, no. Oh, no, 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 no. So you no, do speed tube. You'll be a speed tube. Yep. You just won't go, go speed slide. Absolutely true. Yes. Okay. You're yes. Steve Tubin. Okay. Yeah. Are you going on the speed slide? Been going on the speed slide. The high one where it's just your body uh, and the wind? Just, just. Bye bye. Bye bye. Marina, Chris. Me, Marina, and Chris Smith went down a speed slide somewhere in California when we moved here. Oh my God. Rebecca stayed downtown just like Adam Downtown. Crab. Pretzels. I want to be yes. with the, where the pretzels are. She, she yeah. stayed downtown with the pretzels. <laughs> yeah. All right, Adam. So you won't go on slow rides and you won't go on fast rides. <laughs> So here's my final <laughs> offer. Are yes. you willing to wait for it? We yes. are going to stay inside the water park. Are you willing to wait for it? Yes. The wave pool. The oh, wave pool. Yeah, yeah, It yeah. can get very destructive in the wave pool. Yeah. People's bodies are thrown willy and nilium yes, definitely. around in the wave pool. <laughs> yeah. Um, yes, are you I'm, willing to wait for it? Absolutely, yes. I really enjoy a wave pool. I mean, um, I, I, if it's like – if it's like – shoulder to shoulder like mosh pit level yes. dense in there yes. that yes. might be a different story that doesn't that's seem fun because i'm that's catching a wave a, pool because you are going to catch a skull to the tooth like that's mm-hmm. just going to happen like you're going to get an elbow right in the gut like no doubt about it um Fact. so i would be a little reluctant but i think i still would wait for it you wait for wave. it wait for it yeah i'd love a wave pool yeah mm-hmm Adam wanted that wave. All right, great. So Adam is willing to wait for it, wait for it, if his feet are firmly planted on the ground, regardless of elbows go straight into his temple. That's that's right. That's right. He's willing to take on body blows and suplexes and yes. humans falling on his forehead. Yes. As long as he's on the ground. That's right. That. That's right. That's right. That is my that is my irrational and irregular safety metric. If my feet are on the ground, I can endure a lot of pain. But take mm-hmm. me upstairs and ooh, baby, I don't want to be there. Nope. Let's keep him downtown, folks. We're keeping Adam downtown. He's not willing to wait for it. Wait for it. Wait for it. Exactly. 
Exactly. Um, Lusto, should we go into our second act? I think we yeah, should. I think we have to. Yeah, of course. So we've been saying wait for it, wait for it for the past 15 minutes, and yes. we played wait for it. Wait yeah, we did. It. We exhausted that resource, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, we could do Shoop Shoop. We could do What a Man. Let's play What a Man. I would. Lo- I just want to hear it. Selfishly, I would just love to hear that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Every time. 
time I need him, he always got my back. Never disrespectful, cause his mama taught him that. I got a good Welcome back to the No Joke Podcast. That was Salt and Peppa featuring En Vogue with What a Man. That is like a 90s R&B hip hop like mega fireworks explosion. That's incredible. Adam, you know what I uh, would suggest that song be called? Yes. What a song. What a good one. Really good one. What a song. You, what buddy. a song. What a song. What a mighty what good song. What a mighty song. good song. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Mighty um, Adam, you mentioned something. You mentioned something Don't. that Georgia might become a blue state, and I didn't want to blow past this because now's the time while everyone is listening, okay. and activated, and engaged. Okay, both of their Senate um, Senate elections are now in a runoff. Yes, Jan five. John Ossoff right? has yes. um, caught up with some guy named Purdue Chicken. I believe his name is Purdue Chicken, <laughs> and they are. He has gotten under fifty percent, and That's it's going to be a runoff. So two things: one, if you are in Georgia. And you are not a registered voter. A, come on. Oh yeah, come on. B, you can get registered by December seventh, and then there will be the runoff election in January. That's great. Stay engaged. Second note: if you are in Georgia, now is the time to say, "I guess I'm phone banking. I guess I'm text banking. I guess I'm going door to door." Because you've seen it work in so many other places, and you've heard about me saying how it works for Nithya, and it did. She won in CD four in Los Angeles. Incredible, Mazel Tov! So good, amazing news. Everyone is thrilled over here, Incredible. but that's why Georgia, Georgia blue team, activate. You win these two senators, and then we get the House, and then we get the Senate, and then we have a little bit more runway to get things done. Activate. Good call, Billy. Great reminder. I believe the date for the runoff is January 5, although I'm not positive, but that is so mm-hmm. great. If we clinch both of those seats, the Senate goes 50-50. Kamala Harris, vice president, becomes the tiebreaker. It's a whole new political landscape, which we like. That's mm-hmm. That would be amazing. Stay activated. Yeah. Be inspired. Stay inspired. Yes. Two more months. We're going into overtime, Georgia. Great reminder just to be like, Stacey Abrams is one of the greatest people in this country right now. She mm-hmm. is so great. She, if you remember, ran for governor of Georgia in 2018, I mm-hmm. think, in 2018, mm-hmm. um, was fully voter suppression cheated out of it by Brian Kemp, who is the sitting governor, governor and also incredibly conflict of interestedly, like the election supervisor or whatever. 1.2 million votes were purged. Yeah, actually, just like criminal. Actually. Yeah. Baldly so. criminal nightmare, but mm-hmm. she was like, um, she was so incredible. And I think like she, like Biden even wanted, was like flirting with being her the VP. And she was like, no, thanks. I have to like fix Georgia's voting. And she mm. had, and she's incredible. I mean, she is like so smart, so driven, so great. She is like one of the future. She is like one of the brightest sort of spots of the future of this country. She's really amazing. And I think that she is great. She is like the totem, the perfect, the strongest, best example of, I think, what happened to a lot of people this year. Mm. And I think a lot of people turned their pain into power. Yeah. When they said, they said, you know, this has been such a horrible four years. Yeah. such an enlightening and awakening time for me. I need to pivot. I yeah. got to be more engaged. I have to turn my pain into power. And so totally. many of these new, like, elected officials are new 
but they are motivated and yeah. they, you know, they saw the problems firsthand. They said, well, it's affecting me and I'll just turn my pain into power. Exactly. So that's on all of us. I know that we've all been doing it in incremental states for four years now, but we got to keep that energy. It's not over it yet. It's not over yet. I mean, the Senate, I mean, winning the White House would be awesome, but just like getting the White House and the Senate is just a new level of, frankly, power that the Democrats would have in uh, in governance, which would be really great. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, yeah, yeah, definitely. Georgia. Let's finish. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Good so call. that's the hope. But, yeah, we're still waiting. Hopefully this episode is obsolete by the time you are listening yes. to it. <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, Adam, another version of waiting. Yes, Bill. Is catering. Yeah, that's and right. We don't do this. We don't do this often. However, um, I'd like to plug a previous episode we did, Catering with Dan Klein. Oh, yes. One of our best, funniest friends who, uh, as we've spoken about um, at great length on the podcast, Billy and I and many of our friends in New York City in our roaring 20s all worked for the same giant uh, catering conglomerate, basically, uh, and where we would cater fancy lunches and dinners all over New York City at your natural history museums, at your metropolitan museums of art, at your Lincoln centers, at your Deutsche Bank at your Morgan Stanley's and uh, it was a comedy of errors in many ways and also in retrospect now that I'm like a decade out one of the one of the most fun jobs of my life <laughs> one, of the fun, one of the most fun jobs of my life and one of the most fun times yeah of yeah. my life yes um, it, it's well explained in that episode but any fans of Dan Klein should listen oh, but God. another reason why I bring it up outside of the fact that uh, it has to do with waiting tables yes is that Adam I listened back to that episode recently <laughs> did you and you and I I know we hear it all the time and we've heard it our whole lives, yes. we talked so fast. Yeah, we were burning Dude. through it, huh? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the and it's just so interesting how when we uh, record remotely, like we're doing right now, we're a little bit more paced. We don't talk over each other as yeah. much. Yeah. We were two race cars driving into headfirst into one another over and over again. We drive into one another, do another lap, drive into one another. <laughs> I know it's like it's true how like the remote versus in person thing does it just does force us to literally slow down it's just like I can't look in your eyes I can't just sort of like viscerally anticipate what you're gonna say in the same way that I would if I were looking at you it's just right. yeah <laughs> I just can't do it as well yeah there was such an like indescribable energy about being in the same room and, yeah uh, it's just it's so hard. it's impossible to replicate. It's really interesting. I know, I know. But waiting, it is also funny how you and I have gone. And maybe I'm mistaken here, but you and I, like one of the sort of stereotypes of like you know starving artists and like working in the arts is that like everybody waits tables. And like this catering job that we worked was kind of the closest thing to that. But it is sort of funny that you neither you or I have really had a proper like waiting tables at a restaurant job, right? I you, think that takes a little bit more work oh we we weren't in the work for the work no way like we didn't even take orders our job was pick up the plate put down the plate blend in with the wallpaper (laughs) exactly exactly there was a big line like you a waiter asks you what drinks you want and then carries those exact drinks i know there was none of that just trying not to spill dirty cups on people and we still did oh often often Yeah, I remember, I remember once, like when I was like broke to the bone, like not a dollar to my name. And I was like, all right, I guess I'm applying for some restaurant. Yeah. And it was a restaurant on the Upper West Side near where I lived. I was like, I could walk there. And I was like, hey, I want to be a waiter. And they're like, all right, great. Fill out this form. And it was a seven page test. And the first question was about a napkin. And I looked and I was like, I can't work. I I gotta go. I can't. You don't want me and I don't want you. (laughs) 
sorry. It's the equivalent of sitting down for a first date, looking at them and being like, this just isn't this going is to gonna work. work. You're beautiful. I love everything that you've done here, but exactly. I don't belong here. I don't belong I just here. don't belong. So yeah. funny. Yeah, exactly. I don't think that uh, I don't I'm not sure I have what it takes to, to be sort of like a restaurant waiter it takes it seems like it takes a lot of precision a lot of like physical care uh, mm-hmm. a lot of meticulousness that I just don't have the brain for I don't think and um, shout out to all the waiters that are still working right now that are working in uncomfortable positions holy we have a restaurant Christ. in our neighborhood yeah. called All Day Baby and of course there's no um, indoor dining right so they have rented out a parking lot across the street Interesting. from their restaurant. Really? So now you are watching waiters leave the restaurant, occasionally cross Sunset Boulevard to drop off bread. And I'm like, that's not what you signed up for, but you are not complaining and more power to you. Wow, that's wild. So they're seating right. people in the parking lot across the street from mm-hmm. the restaurant, like where that Mexican restaurant is? <laughs> like yeah, where that taco right place there. is? Wow. Mm-hmm. So yeah. wait. <laughs> so so you're saying that I'm just sort of getting this visual because it almost seems like a Monty Python sketch that they are getting <laughs> – picking up the food from the kitchen and then gr- crossing sunset with your chicken? Yes. What? They also have seat. They also have seating across the other street um, by where a restaurant had closed down. So it's just like crossing streets Whoa, with the chicken. What? That is truly wild. Uh, yeah. Wow, I did not know and, that. And no complaint by them, you know, and wow, no complaint man. by us. It's just like more power to you. You get more tip. Yeah, you get yeah, exactly. You get way more tip. Way Can I more. give you a chicken? Yeah, like can, when your shift is over, can I bring? Can I cross the street can and I, give you a give chicken? You a chicken? You've been working so you deserve a chicken across you, the street. Absolutely. When you why take, did the chicken cross the road to give it to so the you waiter? Could eat it. So Billy could eat it. Yeah, so yeah, Billy could eat it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, wow, that's crazy. Have you eaten? Have you have you um, have you gone there and eaten in the parking? Yeah, we lot? did it. That cool. was actually the first. I think that was the first. You know, quote unquote, proper yes. restaurant meal. Um, we've eaten it, and that was what month eight. So Jesus, you know, I know. Yeah, big um, bold steps. So Billy, I just want to talk about Nithya for just one second because, just in mm. terms of the waiting, because like we talked about last time, um, you know, so many of I don't know. I feel like she did such an amazing job. Maybe it wasn't her. I mean, an amazing job of sort of like mobilizing specifically. It seems like in our little social media bubble, the sort of LA comedy arts community to some degree to like mm-hmm. help canvas and and um, campaign for her. Uh, and that, well, they made up a they made up a small percentage of the community. But there were so many so other many. who don't have massive social media accounts or anything Thousands. like that that were just boots on the ground. Amazing. So just, I just want to shout them out too. Incredible. So mm-hmm. what was that like waiting for those results to come in just because that was a campaign that you were personally invested in, frankly? Mm-hmm. What, what so the like? results came in late on Tuesday. And like I said, I had done 600 push-ups and fell asleep at 10. <laughs> um, so I was like hitting refresh, but I couldn't get any information. I woke up the next morning, and when I went to sleep, Trump was winning, like I said, four to yes. one odds. Okay. So I was like, here we go. We're yes. opening up the news. Here yes. we go. Yes. And it said that Nithya was up like 5,000 votes. Wow. She was up like 6%. And the language in it was like teasing that she had won, but there was no like, we declare Definitive. the winner, yeah. Nithya. Yes. And then there were people – Tweeting congratulations, people that I know like worked like loosely yes. on the campaign. And again, it was like, you know, we didn't win this thing, but we did get Nithya. And again, I was like, did we? Are you sure? Yeah, yeah. Can <laughs> yeah. someone, can someone really confirm it? Yeah. So it felt like, okay, cool. We're trending. And yeah. again, this is a candidate in our, like in our backyard. Yep. Literally lives a few blocks away. We've met at protests. We've met at rallies. Um, yep. she runs the local homelessness coalition. Yep. She's just incredible. And, 
We've been writing postcards for her. We've yep. been hanging flyers on doorknobs for her. We've been knocking on yes. doors, talking to people yes. about her. We've been yes. cabling in the neighborhood. Yes. We've been phone banking. We've been text banking. And this is to, you know, like 20,000 people. Yeah. You know, this isn't, you know, or whatever the number is, yeah. but it's not a national election. Yeah. This is yeah. to your neighbors. Yes. And that was the one we, like we cared about yeah. big, big time, you know, big time. Oh, yeah. And around... Like 5 p.m. Pacific time, 6 p.m. maybe. Yeah. Hayes Davenport, who's been like yep. one of the point men on yep. our campaign yep. and another comedy, very adjacent human being, yep. um, tweeted calling it over, uh, you know, a new dump of, uh, yes. voters that came in. Wow. And like everyone who had like a finger in the campaign just exploded. So like, good. This is the one we've been waiting for. <laughs> and so it was great. real, real pride, real pride because you know that good results will follow. Yeah. It's just so exciting. It's really, really great because, like, I was reading something. It was, like, the first L.A. Council city seat to get flipped in, like, 17 years or something or something like that, right? It was, like, the first, like, incumbent to Mm -hmm. be defeated for something in a long time. (laughs) Incumbents never win in the city council uh, in in California. Yeah. Um, There's, like, 15 city council members or something like that. And it's enormous. Wow. It's like statewide um, how much land that they all rule over. Yeah. So they have an enormous amount of power. Wow. And she broke through with Dang. a completely comprehensive and compassionate campaign. Man, oh man, I'm so proud of her and of all, and it just is nice amongst all the sort of cynicism and hardening of the political, of our political life in the past four years. It is so nourishing and feels like such a relief to be like oh yes power of the people grassroots organizing uh there are some cases where truly the best ideas can win just the best ideas and like the person Mm -hmm. who is promoting the most helpful um ideas for the most amount of people that person can thrive in a democracy so that feels really good really good really good i'm glad you feel the same way because i do too man um we are still waiting now on the national election results. Yeah, yeah. Like I said, hopefully this episode is obsolete yes. by the time you are listening to it. Exactly. In the event it is not, we will continue to wait and hope. Fingers crossed we get a hallelujah yes. to kick off episode the next one, three next Amen. week. Amen, man. All right. So hold your breath on the hallelujah. We'll do. Um, but until then, I am Billy Scafuri. I'm Adam Lustig. And like always, we will talk to you next week. Thank you so much. That was a HeadGum Podcast. <laughs> 